All right, I'm here with Adam Davis out of Orem, Utah. And yeah, well, Adam, can you go ahead and introduce who you are, what you do, what's your business? Sure, thank you for having me having me on here. It's always a, a privilege and a pleasure to get to talk to anybody, but especially spending some time, spending some time with you. Uh, you know, always appreciated you and who you are and you know, that you go above and beyond, probably more than you actually realize. Um, you know, you've in the past sent me, uh, you know, personal handwritten notes, which I think is a, is almost an extinct thing now. And, you know, and, and what you're doing with these interviews stuff is it's a, it's a big deal, you know, and, and I think it could help, help a lot of people. And hopefully, you know, there's some value that, that, that I could bring to somebody, you know, even if it helps one person, that's kind of the goal, right? Because yeah. even if we can, you know, touch one life, change one, one person, and that's, and that's really the, the, at the core of what I do, that is what I do is my core business principle is to help people achieve their goals. Because I know if I help other people achieve their goals, then, then, it, you know, that's just how the law of the universe works. I, I will end up being taken care of if I'm taking care of other, of other people. So I've been in the financial services industry for uh, actually in, in about a month will be 15 years. Um, I was 21 years old. Uh, started part-time in financial services, got a mortgage license, uh, insurance license, securities licenses, uh, all that over these last 15 years and, um, and, and love it. You know, in a, in a very summarized way, I, I really help people. Number one, most importantly, is educate people on how money works um, because I think not enough people know that uh, or would like to at least know more about it. It's not taught in schools. It's not, it's not just a natural thing that people learn. It's kind of a self-taught, uh, self-taught thing. And so that's the primary thing. Um, but then getting very, very specific, I uh, help people analyze their cash flow. Uh, I'm not a tax professional, but we work with tax professionals that can uh, analyze the tax, uh, the, the taxes as it has to do with the cash flow. Um, I help people with their insurance. Uh, be that life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, homeowners insurance. We're looking to make sure that, you know, do people have the right type? Are they paying too much for what they have? When was the last time they shopped it? Um, you know, it's that boring thing that we all have to have. I actually don't even like talking about insurance either, but people need it and people are way overpaying for it most of the time. So if I'm helping them with their finances, that's a big expense for a lot of people is, you know, you add up health, life, cars, homes, all that stuff. And suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, I'm paying a thousand bucks to all this insurance. This is crazy. Right. So we help people with that. The a really big one uh, is helping people eliminate their debt, you know, lower interest rates, lower payments, out of debt faster, uh, finding ways to, to do that because nobody likes being in debt. No one likes how it feels. Um, but again, uh, that's what Americans are good at is getting in debt. Uh, the thing that maybe we should have been educated on more so than how to get into debt is how to save, where to save short-term, long-term stuff like that. Um, so, uh, cash flow, insurance, debt, uh, then I'll help people with their short-term investments, making sure that their, uh, the money that they do have isn't just sitting in the bank. Uh, there was a study that was just released uh, on CNBC actually that said that the average bank in America is paying 0.09 of a percent. Um, 
which by the way, it'll take 800 years for a dollar to turn into $2 at that interest rate, uh, 800 years while the average credit card balance, uh, or excuse me, credit card interest rate is 17%. So their money's doubling every about three years and ours is doubling every 800 in a bank, which, you know, that's fair. It's exciting. Um, so we'll help people with their debt and their short-term savings. And so it's kind of, you know, swapping those two. Let's get the interest rates on the debt lower and the savings interest rates higher. Um, but on, on, this, on the short-term saving side, emergency fund saving side, it's still got to be accessible, liquid, but better interest rates than, than someone could get at the bank, at least getting their money working for them. Um, next thing is I'll help people with retirement. Uh, one of the primary retirement strategies that I'll help people with are tax-favored uh, investments where the whole goal is, you know, is there a way to arrange their, their retirement, 401ks, pensions, Social Security, uh, Roth IRAs, uh, and things like that to get to the point where people can retire and legally not pay any taxes. There are tools and tax codes and products uh, that can be used to where people could retire and not have to pay taxes, which who wouldn't want that? And yes, it's legal. All the licenses I have uh, would send me to prison if I was doing this illegally. Um, and uh, then the last thing we do, which is a, a step that's a lot of the time overlooked by most financial professionals is an estate plan. Uh, you know, people will get their insurance and their investments and they'll get all that in order and then they don't, you know, wrap, wrap it all up in a, in a, a good estate plan that's done right. Um, and, and so there's, you know, obviously a lot of conversation that could be had around each of those areas, but the primary overlapping principle of all of it is just educating people in each of those areas so that they know what they're picking. They know what they're doing, not that they're just trusting me to know it because if I died, that doesn't help them. They need to know what they're doing. So the primary thing is educating people on, you know, what are the different retirement account options? What are the different insurance options? What are the different short-term options, estate planning options, so that they know the available options and then they can pick and choose based on what they, uh, what they actually need, not what I'm uh, forced to talk to them about or my quota demands or anything like that. Cause I, I just don't believe in that. You know, I, if you have a quota and you're listening to this and you're like, well, I have a quota. Does that mean I'm wrong? No, I just think there's a better way because I don't want to ever be put in a pressured situation to be forced to help somebody um, or be, you know, a, somebody that was, you know, working for a company that only offered certain products and services. And I was kind of square pegs and round holes and things like that. And it's, it's just, you know, I feel that education is extremely valuable and I don't want to feel, you know, like I'm holding back. Uh, and so I, I, I do to, to kind of summarize, people will ask me sometimes if, you know, they'll say, oh, you seem like you really enjoy what you do. Uh, you know, do you love what you do? And I'll tell them, well, no, not really. And they're like, what, what do you mean? You don't love what you do? I, I, and I tell them, no, it's just, it, it is a, it is, it, it goes beyond loving what I do. It's just part of who I am. Uh, people need it. They need someone that can deliver it in a way that one, they're, they don't feel like they're being sold. They feel like they're being helped. And they know that, 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 you know, we're putting them before us because it doesn't matter what they choose. We're going to get compensated. I want them to know what they have. I want them to be comfortable with it. I want them to feel confident in the decisions they made. And, 
And so that's kind of the base, you know, philosophy is, is to, to do the right thing as, as cheesy as that might sound is do the right thing for people, do the research, make sure that it's the best option. Uh, and, and go from there. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think that I've been doing this for 15 years. Uh, if I didn't have the beard, you'd look at me and say, he doesn't look like he's been doing anything for 15 years. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. I started when I was 21, 21 years old in 2005. Um, and it's, it's, it's been awesome. And I've been able to meet a lot of great people. That's actually how we met. Uh, and I just love meeting people. I love helping people. Uh, and it's, it's a great needed uh, profession. And honestly, with the times that we're in right now, finding just how recession proof it can be. Um, and that's been a huge blessing as well for, uh, for me, my family, my agency. And uh, yeah, it's great. Love it. Awesome. So follow up question uh, to that, because I know right now you're currently based out of Orem, Utah, but do you also help people outside of Orem, outside of the States? Yeah. So how the licensing kind of works is you get a resident license in the state that you live in. Uh, and then you can get non-resident licenses in whatever state you want to do business in. Uh, so I have clients, I think in like 15 or 16 states, I want to say. Um, and yeah, so there's no like territorial, uh, boundaries or anything like that. And it's, and it basically what it really takes is like, if I want to get licensed in Arizona, I call the, the, uh, whatever department I'm dealing with, you know, se securities or insurance or whatever. And I just pay a fee to the state. And now my license is good in that state as well. I don't have to take any new tests or anything like that. They have, I think the actual word uh, is reciprocity. Um, I grew up in kind of a farming community. So big words like that actually scare me. And I always think I'm going to say the wrong word. I'm going to say reciprocity and people be like, that's totally the wrong word. And a lot of the time it is. Um, but I think that's what they, what, what it's called is that, you know, if, you know, Utah and Idaho have reciprocity where getting licensed in one, uh, it, you know, flows over into that state or, or whatever. So yeah, we can kind of do business, uh, anywhere in, in, uh, the 50 States, uh, in Canada and then in now in Puerto Rico, uh, with, with the, with how all those, those different laws work. So that's kind of the reach. Okay. Now, who knows someday maybe global i don't know i don't know how that'll that'll go in the future that'd be kind of fun awesome okay perfect so like if i'm someone in washington love what i'm saying feel free to get a hold of him because he can do business in washington right yeah perfect so obviously right now we're going through very uh difficult well difficult and interesting times at the moment i know your business you know you meet a lot one-on-one -on -one with people you do seminars how has the current COVID situation affected your business? Well, the first, the first thing is it's, you know, always a, a sensitive, a sensitive uh, topic just because there's so many different viewpoints on it. Um, and the thing, as weird as it's been, I'm, I'm a, a pretty opinionated person uh, when the time uh, is right to be opinionated, but I'm, I, I, I try to be sensitive to other people's uh, thoughts and opinions uh, of things too. And, you know, because I'm in the money business, I try to not get political uh, because, you know, politics, finances, you know, they're just those topics, religion, that you get too deep into them and people get offended really, really easy. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tragedy 
first of all, for the people that either have family members or them themselves, you know, are suffering from, from the pandemic, but almost the bigger pandemic uh, is, is the employment situation in America right now. You know, we might have hundreds of thousands of people that die uh, from, from, you know, COVID-19, but you're having uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of people just like in the last week, I think the number was 7 million people filed for unemployment in the last seven days. And so it's, it's a tough thing, it, you know, whether it's the, the, the actual virus or the, the aftermath, aftershock of what is happening with the virus and people, you know, panicking about it, um, is it's causing a lot of uncertainty for people, um, and which then reflects in the uncertainty in the market. Uh, which does affect, uh, which does affect our business. So we've had to make a couple of changes that I'll talk about too. One is uh, kind of just the logistical things that we've done to to shift and adjust. Which you know, being a business owner, you just the certainty in business is change. And the thing that that too many businesses don't do is they they get stubborn in their ways. And you know, you're usually not always, but a lot of the time. I feel business owners are, are uh, they start wandering down the path of wrong when they say, well, the way we've always done it is fill in the blank. If I had an employer, a boss, a CEO that said, well, the way we've always done it, it might be time to go and look for a more visionary CEO because that company's about to go out of business. Toys R Us, Blockbuster. I mean, we know the stories, right? So we've had to make some adjustments just because that's just what you do as a business owner. You know, I can't demand that people still come to my seminar. I can't demand that people let me still come to their house. Um, and so we've ended up, uh, you know, on the logistical side is we uh, do a lot of Zoom meetings now. Uh, our business typically was, you know, set up an appointment, go meet them or they come and meet us. And, you know, we would do a lot of that in person, except for obviously like the example you gave earlier, the person in Washington, I'm not going to drive up there, or fly up there. Um, to have, you know, initial meetings. I do always like to meet my clients one-on-one. -on -one. I think that is something that there's no digital or social media style substitute for shaking somebody's hand, you know, rubbing shoulders with them, meeting them in person, kind of getting the, you know, feeling their vibe or, or whatever. Um, and so now what we've done is, is we've gone to zoom meetings um, where it's, it's, you know, make the call to set the time to meet, but then we just do, uh, do the things that we would normally do over Zoom, screen share. Uh, you know, I've even grabbed a, a camera and kind of put it behind me where it's pointing down at what I'm drawing. Because I don't know if you've ever used one of the whiteboard things like with your mouse, like you do uh -huh. a screen share and there's like a whiteboard feature and you're trying to draw something. It's like, yeah, that doesn't look anything like what I'm trying to draw. <laughs> um, anyway, so we've, we've done that. But what's really kind of funny is, you know, and whether, uh, whether people, you know, share the same faith as me, it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, I, I'd like to think that people call on uh, a higher power once in a while for guidance. Um, and so the whole, the, the big COVID thing kind of broke out in March-ish, if, if, if the dates I'm thinking are right, like beginning of March is, is really when it, you know, started uh, really hitting people hard and, and people were staying home more and things like that where in January, uh, we attended a conference, uh, consulted with some people, uh, with one of my business partners on the way home from this conference, really started discussing, you know, our approach. 
and we actually stopped doing large group seminars uh, for potential clients uh, at the end of January. And so we started shifting to uh, a lot of online things already. Um, and I, and I, and, and I can't really take credit for that because, uh, and, and why I opened this, uh, little discussion with, you know, the, the, the faith topic is that, that, that we were praying over our business at the time and what adjustments we could make to improve and bless the lives of more people uh, and reach out because of what, what we do, we feel is so valuable. Uh, well, that's, that's too nice. I know it's valuable, like a hundred percent, like go to the grave arguing uh, what we do is valuable, uh, to the point where I, I bet people dinner anywhere they want to go. Uh, if they let me look at their numbers, there's something we can find to help them. Like I'm that confident and I'm not cocky or arrogant. I just met with thousands of people and couldn't help four. So I just have a really high confidence level when it comes to being able to help people. Um, and so, but you know, we need to reach more people. We can't just do it one-on-one -on -one anymore. So the cool thing that this has actually done on the positive side now, uh, you know, it is devastating what's happening and job loss and the market and all those things. But on the positive side, it's forced us to innovate. It's forced us to think outside of the box because when you're in a nice box, you're not going to think outside the box because you're in the box and it's nice and everything's working. But then if you're pulled out of the box and like launched across the yard, you're now out of the box and you better start thinking out of the box because you're not in it anymore. And so what's been kind of interesting is uh, talking to some of my business partners now, I'm not really sure I'm going to ever go back to a full blown every meeting being in person because uh, just today, for example, uh, Every Wednesday morning, I give my wife the day off until one o'clock and she goes and does whatever she wants. Um, and so since noon, uh, uh, we had a, started this conversation at 1.30, but from noon to 1.30, uh, I did three appointments. Well, if I had to drive to someone's house or they had to come in and you know the, the, the social aspect of meeting someone when they're in person goes a little bit longer. And so in an hour and a half, I would have been able to do one. Well, Ulysses, you know me. You're like, really? You could really do one in an hour and a half? More like a half of one in, a, in an hour and a half, you know? Because I, I'm just, you know, when I get somebody face-to-face, -face, I, I, I just like to be social and really get to know them. Where uh, with Zoom, what's funny, I got the free version of Zoom on purpose because if you get more than one person on there, it kicks you off at 40 minutes. And so you, your time limit's 40 minutes. And so, uh, but then the other people respect it too. They're busy. They've got stuff to do. And so short to the point, concise meetings where we're able to do three conversations in the time that we did one. Um, I was talking to one of our managers uh, uh, that runs a branch up in Canada where the, the live seminars they used to do, they would get 30 to 40 a week that would show up. Uh, and they did one last night on Zoom that had 700 people on it. So you think of the reach uh, that, that can be had there, um, and the, and the efficiency. And so there's things always that can be learned in, in times like this, if we're looking for the opportunities to learn. Uh, but then just equally on the, on the flip side is we will find reasons that it's not going to work if that's what we're looking for too. You know, part of our profession, we have to get licensed. And so because of, of, of coronavirus, uh, they shut down the testing centers. Well, if we're bringing in new agents and they can't go take the test, 
uh, we've had some people that started at the end of March that had their tests scheduled for, for April, May, and it got rescheduled uh, on them and it forced them to, to, to quit or go, you know, look for something elsewhere because of that, you know, of that, uh, neg immediate negative. Oh, well, this isn't going to work. Well, if I, if I have to wait, well, this isn't going to work. I I'm out of here. And then, uh, today they just announced that they're opening the testing centers May 1st, you know? And so it's funny how often, and a lot of business owners do it. I see a lot of them, a lot of my business owner clients that are kind of like have just put their entire life on hold where they should be doing the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. What can I do to distinguish myself now while it's memorable and while everyone else has stopped, if I even stay at the same level I was before, everyone else stops, I just keep going, you know, how many years ahead uh, could we potentially be in, in, in just experience and, and learning? Uh, and so we've had to, you know, make those logistical uh, changes as far as the approach uh, that we have. Um, uh, we have a, a new book that just came out that we used to go and hand deliver to people, uh, where now we're just mailing mailing the book. And once they get it, we call them and we're describing it to them and, you know, pay attention to this part and that part and, and whatever. And it goes, you know, perfectly with what we do. Cause look at the title, how money works, which that's what we do. We teach people how money works. And so it's fitting that that be the name of the, the title of the book, super thin, uh, perfect timing for it to come out where we might not be able to sit in front of somebody and and, and explain things to them where we could just send them a book and say, here, read this. It's 111 pages long. Uh, it takes, it took me an hour and 20 minutes to read it. And the reason you can read a hundred pages in an hour and 20 minutes, check out some of the pages, you know, it's like, of course you can read that in a, in a short period of time because it's, it's a lot of pictures. I actually had an engineer client of mine that said, you know, if you took all the pictures out of this book, it's 38 pages long. <laughs> Like, oh, that's kind of good to know. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, there's always going to be adjustments. Coronavirus, bird flu, you have a baby being born, uh, the market's down, the market's up, you have to move, uh, you've got a crazy neighbor, a divorce, uh, struggle with kids, hospitalization, illness, um, you know, and if people... Uh, and, and I don't even know what the audience is of this, but if, it, if it's business owners, the, the, the difference between people that become very successful and the people that don't is the ones that don't let their conditions determine what they're going to do. And the successful people do it anyway, regardless of conditions when appropriate. I mean, I'm not like a total ridiculous person. It's like if you have pneumonia and you're dying in the hospital, you got to make your calls anyway, you know, but it's, it's not allowing uh, circumstances to drive your life because it's always going to be something. And then by the time you get around to do anything, you're 70 years old and you're almost dead or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, there's been, you know, some, some adjustments for sure. Um, but you know, the, I'm grateful for the, 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 the way that, you know, we've approached our business is because when the market is down people are looking for, you know, better places to have their money, safer places for their money. And that's what we help people do. But when the market's up, people are looking to, or, you know, you have wealthy people that, Hey, the market's down. Let's get some money in the market. You know, I had a guy call me the other day. Hey, gold is on sale, right? 
or oil. That's another big one. Oil's on sale. And I'm not giving advice right now. Yeah. Don't take this as advice, but this is just conversations people have had with me. Hey, the market's down right now. Should I be buying this or buying this because it's it's on sale? You know, if the market, you have to think of it in a different way. If the market was here and it goes down 30%, don't think of it as, hey, we just lost 30%. Think of everything's 30% off. It's discounted 30%. I could buy it at 30% off and it's like, oh, holy cow, that makes, that's, that's just a different, a different viewpoint. But then the thing that is kind of a, 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 a guilty, grateful feeling at the same time, which that almost doesn't make sense, but it's like feeling guilty and grateful at the same time. And I saw this back in 08 as well is when the market gets really bad, people start getting laid off. Well, when people get laid off, they have a 401k they need to roll over now from the job they used to be attached to. And we get extremely busy the more that people get laid off. Hence the guilty, grateful feeling. We're grateful we're busy. We're grateful uh, we're in business. We're grateful to have you know an, an influx of business. But we, I feel guilty that it had to come at the expense of someone else losing, losing their job. Yeah. But how, how much more important it is to meet with a financial professional in a financial struggle, uh, because too many times when people are struggling, they, they don't want to appear to be struggling. Uh, and so they'll do anything and everything they can with what they know. And so if, if I only know this much, I'll pick the best thing to do with this, this narrow window of knowledge. But if, if I can get this much knowledge, then I make a better decision with this much knowledge or this much or this much or, you know, off, off the screen. But it's, 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 it's increasing knowledge. When, when times are hard, it's good to meet with somebody that can, can coach and guide us through that is that have seen people through that. But then when times are good too, it's, Hey, when times are good, they're not always good. And there's going to be a time, you know, that's what they say. The guarantees, uh, with the stock market are it's guaranteed it'll go up and it's guaranteed it'll go down. Those are the guarantees. And so it's preparing for both, you know, from back to the beginning of time, there's stories about, you know, feast and famine, you know, you, when there's drought, you prepare when there's, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta get that, you know, you gotta store up for the, for the times of, of famine. And sometimes we get a little bit, too comfortable, but I think it's been good in a way. It's a reminder. It's a reminder of the things that are really important. Uh, more people are thinking about family. More people are thinking about health. More people are thinking about, you know, do I really love what I do? And they've hated it for a long time and it's caused stress, which causes health problems, which causes marital problems because they hate what they do and, you know, whatever. And they, and they're like, I got to go find something better. So uh, it's, it's, it's been interesting. I love that word to use. It's, it's interesting times. Um, but we, uh, have been, uh, fortunate, uh, on, on the business side where things have actually increased. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's, it, it but it's, it's, it's helped that people still need and they, they want, uh, and, and yeah, so it, it is, it's been really interesting. It's been interesting. It's like an interesting human behavioral study to just see how people are responding, responding to this. It's, yeah, it's been quite unique. So. Yeah. Well, cool. That That's, I think it's really awesome that you had that, um, well, you and your business partner had that, uh, that thought to start 
doing those conferences before even everything started happening. Um, just going to throw it out there. You guys should pray more. Um, <laughs> when you think yeah. about it, like I was talking to one of my business owner clients. He's like, you know, it, he said, it's really opened my eyes. And I thought, hey, you know, I pay $16,000 a month for the lease on the building where my business is. Now everybody's working from home. And I'm realizing that a lot of my employees are getting more done in less time. They don't have to drive here. They don't have to... Uh, uh, you know, chit chat in the hallway and, you know, they're not bumping into people. And so, you know, they lose that social aspect a little bit. Um, but in working from home, he's like, why do I even have this building? So again, it's forced him. He's like, we've done the same thing the same way for 25 years. Da, 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 da. You know, don't get, don't get Toys R Us on me. Don't get Blockbuster here. You know, maybe it's time to rethink. And, but so you see the wheels turning. And if you're a, a business owner that, having a, a, a building isn't necessary. He's looking at what could you do with 16 extra thousand dollars a month for your business? Mm -hmm. More into marketing, give bonuses. He's like, I could give all of my employees, I calculated out uh, somewhere between a four and $600 raise per month. Well, who wouldn't want that? And work harder, you know, and you don't have to have the building and he can, you know, give, you know, in a, in a time where, you know, in a time like this, he could be giving his people a raise because they're being more effective. And he's a business that's kind of, you know, uh, what are they calling them? A, a, a necessary business. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing. I hate, I hate those terms, you know, necessary and not necessary. So like a, a client of mine that owns a salon is considered a non-essential business for who though, for him, it's an essential business. It's, it's essential to his livelihood. So to label it a non-essential business from a business owner standpoint, that that's kind of, that's insulting. I would be offended by that. If I was a business owner and I was labeled a, a, a non-essential business, well, thanks for putting your opinion on my business because it's essential to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of a funny little word thing that people are doing, but anyway. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to wrap up. Um, I do need to run, uh, but how can people get in touch with you? How can people get in touch with you and your agency? Like social, like uh, any social media presence, any websites, how can people get in touch? I with wish, you? I wish I could say that I'm better on social media. Um, the one that I am more uh, active at looking at is going to be Instagram and I'm Adam Davis impact uh, on Instagram, uh, Adam Davis impact. Uh, but then another place where people could find me is uh, my, you go to my website, which is uh, WealthWave, like wealth is in money, wave that you surf, wealthwave.com slash Adam Davis. Uh, you can email me there. Uh, email's easy too. It's adam.davis at wealthwave.com. Uh, but those are some places that, that people, people can find me. And, and honestly, uh, you know, however many people are, are, are watching this, uh, if you go to my website and contact me there or email me uh, or send me a message on, on Instagram, uh, first, the f first five people that, that reach out to me, I'll send you one of these books for free. So uh, reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to love to meet you. Love to chat with you uh, and then uh, get me an address and I'll pay for the shipping, the book uh, and I'll, and I'll send you one for free. So uh, anyway, but yeah, thank you for, for having me on. And uh, always a pleasure to, to see you and, and to Zoom.
is that going to be a phrase now? It's yeah, a pleasure think, to Zoom. I, to zoom I think with uh, it's going to replace <laughs> Skyping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We Skyped. We Zoomed. Yeah. Well, cool. I, Adam, such a pleasure to talk, to talk with you. And yeah, definitely, guys, take them up on that offer. That is awesome. Be one of the first five people. Cool, cool. Thanks.